The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Welcome, everyone, to Domain Masters, uh, where you learn to be the master of your domain. My name is Victor Pitts. You're listening to it on webmasterradio.fm. Uh, tonight's show, we're going to be uh, bringing to you a, um, a presentation that I actually did uh, last week in Denver at the affiliate, the, the inaugural uh, affiliate convention. Uh, and last Friday, I was part of a domain panel, uh, and the subject of the domain panel was uh, driving traffic using premium domain names and new TLDs. And I was uh, actually joined uh, on the panel uh, by Melissa, uh, Melissa Daphne, who is uh, she's with a company called Media Breakway LLC. And so uh, when we come back from this uh, quick commercial uh, break, we're going to be listening to the uh, affiliate convention presentation with myself and Melissa uh, in its entirety. So uh, do come back after the commercial break for a great presentation. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. 
Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, back to Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes! (laughs) Master of my domain. Here's your host. So the first type of domains are what we call premium domains. They're often called category killers. Um, A lot of times they're premium keywords. So, for instance, Nestle owns icecream.com. So for them, if you if you were Hagen Dazs or Ben and Jerry's, it might make a little more sense. But you just basically, when people put in ice cream, they're going to go right to your domain. And so those ones have a really high resale value, but they don't always park well. And so they can be very tricky real estate. Um, I have a couple of them up there that have sold for very well. We actually Candy.com just sold this month for three million. So that's a very recent one kind of give you an idea of some of them out there. And then we have typos. These can be trademark issues or they can be generic. So you might have a misspelling of psychology. And so that would still follow under that, but you might also have a typo of Microsoft. So those are both out there. And these are, then we also have search optimized. These are typically keyword based and they really don't have a high resale value. The only reason you have these, and they usually have hyphens in them, is for keywords. So just drive traffic to your site. And then we have websites. I have this listed on here separately because domains are like real estate. And when you have a domain, people kind of view that as a plot of land, and then the website is kind of the house that's built on it. And so people do treat them differently and view them differently. Then we have our TLDs. TLD stands for top-level domain, and typically when you think of a domain name, you think of .com. That is the most popular in the U.S. It's not the most popular everywhere, but it does have the highest resale value right now, although there are a couple of them that have sold for much higher that are U.K. They have varying, varying registration restrictions. There's basically two types. They're either considered open or closed. So .com is considered open. Anybody can register it. But then you have .com, which is closed, and so very specific requirements before you can register one of those. And as you can see, there's a few others to give you an idea. And last year, ICANN voted to make a controversial change to what the GTLD process is. And this is controversial because companies are saying that they're basically making a lot of work for them. It's going to cost them a lot of money because they're going to have to do all this work to protect their trademarks because every new one that's released, they have to buy their trademarks in. But whether or not it's going to happen is a whole other story, and we'll probably go a little more in depth on this later. But the evaluation fee is going to be 185000 So if Microsoft wants .msn, they can put down 185000 and they can have whatever domains they want this kind of opens up to whether or not that's really going to affect trademarks because is Sony Music really going to need a .msn? Probably not. Their trademark really isn't going to be associated with that. Um, .music, 
uh, New York City. Those are two of the bigger ones that are being speculated will be some of the first. And a big component of this is it's actually going to open the potential for domains in other languages that don't use Roman characters. So Arabic, Chinese, Japanese, things like that. This is going to open a lot of possibilities for them. Now, CCTLDs, this stands for country code. And so you have the United Kingdom, Canada, Ireland, and United States shown. There's constantly new ones being introduced. Restrictions vary on what you can register, who, you, who can register, if you have to live in the country, things like that. Uh, .me and .tv are two of the most well-known. Many people actually think that they're general TLDs, but they're not. They're actually country ones that have opened it up to open registration. And you have to be careful with these because there are some risks. If the country decide, you know, goes under new leadership and they decide, we don't want any foreign investment, you just lost your domains. So there is something to be considered when you register one of these. And if you want a full list of them, Wikipedia actually has a pretty accurate one. So some methods of monetizing. We have affiliate programs, drop shipping programs, which can be classified as a type of affiliate program, but they're very different from your standard program. So I want to list them separately. You have ads, which can be things like what affiliate.com offers, where it's the banner ads, or can be text-based ads like Google AdSense. And then we have domain parking. So affiliate shopping programs. One benefit is you do have access to several different companies essentially in one spot. So you register with one affiliate shopping program, and then all their customers you have access to. Problem is, is it can be very time-consuming. For every affiliate whose stuff you want to offer on your site, you have to apply to them. So if you want 10 different affiliate programs, you have to apply to 10 different affiliate programs. Then you have to go in, pull the links, put them up on your site. If the link expires or they quit carrying the product and you don't realize it, you have bad links on your site. So it can be very unuser friendly. But a really big issue you have to consider is it pulls the customer away from your site. This can be good because you don't have to deal with them. But at the same time, you just lost them you don't want to have their attention any longer. Another issue is sometimes the product they click on isn't the product that pulls up. Sometimes it's a general page. And I know for me as a customer, when I click on something, I expect to actually have that pull up. And if you're making me research for it again, you just lost me. And customers also have to, if they want to buy more than one product, they're going through several checkout processes. So you probably lost them, so you're probably not going to make much money. But for somebody who really doesn't want to interact with customers, this is probably a decent way. It's very passive. This is a site that was up. It's no longer up. It's actually parked now. But it really shows a good feel of how these can work. So you go to it. looks just like your standard website. So you click through, and I highlighted one of them. So you click on that product, and this is where it takes you. So now we're at the Stour site. So they can buy there, they can shop there, and you'll get credit for it. But if there was something else on your site that they liked, that they were considering, they may not come back to your site. So drop shipping programs, they work with individual companies to offer products on your site. You get to choose them, which is kind of nice, so you can offer several different products. You have no inventory to manage, which is very nice for people who actually have tried to deal with a site and actually manage the inventory. It can be very expensive. It requires a little more setup on the website. 
as well as a shopping program. So for somebody who's just starting out, this can be very intimidating, but it does have a little bit more reward. Problem is, is you are more involved with your customers who purchase from your site because if they have an issue with the product, you're dealing with them and then dealing with the company. So you're kind of an intermediary and so you're going to have to deal with customer support. But one nice thing is customers, if they find five products on your site, they can buy them all at once, go through one checkout process. They won't realize that they're buying from several companies. So this is a dropshipping site. So as you can see, these are just two that I threw in there. These might be different dropshippers, I don't know, but this is basically how they check out. Right, so what <coughs> is domain parking? There's two types. Basically, it's what appears when you visit a website, so you can have monetized or non-monetized. And this is basically a non-monetized, it's under construction, uh, coming soon, basically just kind of a filler page. And then you have monetized. These are usually a page of links, which are often considered as a portal or a doorway page. So depending on what the keyword is, what your site is, you have it resolved to... They're basically Google AdSense links, and I'll show you some pictures of them. But say if you had used car parts, so it would have paid links for used car parts. Now this is a really easy way to make money from natural traffic, but if you have a domain that doesn't get natural traffic, Google does not rank these. So you can't get indexed in the Google search. So that is something to keep in mind. It's essentially a quick website without the work. Um, sometimes a park website will actually earn more than if you were to build it out. They're high-level advertising partners. They are Google and Yahoo. It's typically pay-per-click. Sometimes it's a one-click, sometimes it's a two-click. You can get maybe a few cents per click, and if you have the right keywords, you might be able to get $25 per click. It really varies. And one big thing is parking companies aren't all the same. They have different templates, different levels of customization, some have auto-optimization, some don't. Some have account managers that manage it for you, some don't. Everyone's different, so if you're thinking of parking, do your research. And then on the same domain, you can have it parked across different parking companies and get very, very different results. So with one parking company, it might make $5. With the next, it'll make 150 off the same amount of traffic. So you really want to test if you try this. This is just a list of some parking companies. This is not an exhaustive list. There are a ton out there, but these are some of the bigger ones. Um, Evo Landing and Y Park are actually a little unique for parking companies. They help you build mini websites right now, and so there's a little different customization there. So this is an instance of one parking companies, and this is another one. So you can see they're very different. And I'm assuming we're going to do questions after Victor's presentation, unless anybody has any you want to answer right now. Yes, sir. You can de definitely do a search on parking companies, and it'll come up. But if you go to, let's see, Domain Fest is a big, a big conference, or Traffic with uh, periods after each of them. That's a big conference, and you can find uh, just a list across them. Uh, if you want, give me your card, and I'll go ahead and send you some good resources. There's also... Oh, that's huge. <laughs> that's after last night. I don't need that. <laughs> uh, 
Um, there's a, a website called DN Journal, which is a, like a magazine, online a newspaper type site that covers the domain name industry, and they have all those parking companies advertised there, and they're listed out. DN Journal is a very good resource for just a lot of domain information, whether it's laws or parking companies or upcoming conferences. It's a very good resource. Yes, sir. Unfortunately, I don't. I have one that we were trying to go through, but it really wasn't very user-friendly, and I don't know that I would recommend it. So it, it really depends on what subject matter you're looking for, but I have not found a very, very good one that I would really say, yeah, go here. <laughs> Anyone else? And, of course, my buddy Victor Pitts uh, from Moniker.com. Been around quite a while in this space, and uh, let's see if this one's as loud. Can you guys hear me okay in the back? Okay, good. Um, my name is Victor Pitts, and I'm with uh, Moniker. And before I, I get into my presentation, let me do a little bit of an assessment of who I'm talking to, because the presentation was put together a few weeks ago. So I know here at this show, there's a, um, a myriad of uh, people within this industry. So how many of you consider yourselves to be affiliates, if you could just kind of show your hands if you're affiliates? Okay. How about those that are run affiliate programs, managers? Okay. Merchant? Yeah, others? <laughs> okay. So there's a little bit of everything that's in here. And one more question I'm curious about also. You're here um, choosing to be in the domain uh, forum as opposed to the social media and some of the other things. So congratulations to you on that. Uh, how many of you own or know people that own um, more than 10 domain names? Okay. And uh, how about over 100? Over 1,000? 10,000? Still got a hand up. 100,000? Okay. All right. So there are people that, that own a, a heck of a lot of domain names, and, and you, you, know, you might ask yourself, Why? What's the attraction? What's the benefit? Why would someone pay all those registration fees and the renewal fees year after year? And the reason is that there's a lot of value in those domain names. They can be used for a lot of things besides just simply building a website, which is what people think that they're all about. Um, they are uh, a unique piece of, of virtual property. A uh, little bit of uh, statistics. First of all, uh, back er, in 2008, there was over 177 million domain names registered worldwide, and that is an increase of about 16% over 2007. And this is a, a business that's been growing by double digits since its inception. At the same time, aftermarket sales, and this is not the new registrations, but buying a name from somebody that already owns one, that's been increasing in, in terms of value, aftermarket value, in about a 20% gain per year, year after year. And, and it's doing so even during a flat market. When you look at uh, what the stock market has done over the last year, it's, it's sad. Any of us have our retirements and has some component of it tied to the stock market, it's, it's sad to see what's happening. Um, most of the investment vehicles of the past are, are looking pretty gloomy right now. And in the same period of downturn, though, you had names like camera.com, or not camera, but candy.com, which just sold for over $3 million. This year, toys.com sold. It was a million-dollar sale bought by Toys, uh, toys R Us. Uh, there has been a number of uh, seven-figure domain name sales this year. And so even during a time of, of depressed markets, you have people that are investing, buying and selling these names time, you know, over and over again. And, and again... 
what is it that is the attraction? Well, they're part collectible and they're part revenue producing. Each domain has to be unique. There's no two of them in the world that are the same. Now, granted, the difference may be in the TLD portion. One might be a .com and the other might be a .net, but they're all unique. Or it could be the inclusion of a hyphen, some subtle little difference. But it can make a big difference in terms of the way that that domain name can be used. Um, there's names also in her, are, have an inherent ability to draw traffic to them because, again, they are part destination and they're part, uh, you know, the, the path to get there. People use domain names for direct navigation, and that's typing it directly in the location bar within the browser. Direct navigation traffic accounts actually for about 10 to 15 percent of, of Google's uh, uh, search or, or revenue for, for advertisement. They serve it up to their advertisement page, and, and it draws enough traffic to satisfy those advertisers and accounts for about 10 to 15 percent of their revenue uh, year after year. Again, they're equal part pathway and destination. They're both the avenue and the storefront for the Internet. Creates the first impression online. You get to the site. It tells the person who arrives there what your business is about. It's a primary way for an online customer to interact with your brand or your brand extension. It's a primary way to locate your store. Okay? So they're the, the modern-day shingles that says what your business is all about. Um, they can help. These, this is probably the, the one slide that has the, the most value in it in terms of what a domain name can do. It can help define or reposition your brand promise. What's your business? What, what is it all about? What does it say about you and the organization that you represent or the services that you provide? Um, it improves, a domain name can improve the search optimization and search marketing if your domain name, and I'll explain why in the presentation. Uh, counterbalance uh, your search uh, promotion of your website using direct navigation because, again, domain names have this inherent direct navigation component to them where people, some portion of the population, chooses to, to search the Internet by typing in, guessing on destinations and typing in words and, and the location bar. And, and they do it, and they do it over and over. And statistically, you'll see that the traffic's pretty consistent month after month after month. And that's the, the fuel, essentially, has built the PPC engines that are, are, are prevalent on the market today. They offer an easy way to initiate social media marketing and other engagement uh, techniques. Okay, folks, we're going to uh, break for some commercials real quick. Again, you're listening to Domain Masters. My name is Victor Pitts. I'm your host, and you're listening to it on webmasterradio.fm. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Your company's website sucks. 
You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Fired up with Gordon Rudo. Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes! <laughs> master of my domain. Here's your host. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Domain Masters. My name is Victor Pitts. I'm your host, and you're listening to it on webmasterradio.fm. Tonight's show is a rebroadcast, if you will, of the affiliate convention uh, show, a specific uh, session on the topic of domains, uh, driving uh, domain traffic with uh, domains and uh, new TLDs. Melissa Daphne from uh, Media Breakaway was uh, on the panel with me, so... Zoom uh, the program now with the presentation. As far as the impact on brand, if you talk to a conventional marketing person, what do they say about brand when you're choosing a name? It's, a, it's supposed to be something that's unique. It's supposed to be something that doesn't mean anything to anybody. You create what it's supposed to be meaning. Okay? What does Google mean? Now you think of it in terms of search. What did it mean when it first was launched? Though? Uh, it didn't have a whole lot of relevancy to anyone, but Google created what that, meant, that name meant, and it's a very powerful brand recognized throughout the world. Uh, same thing for names such as Yahoo. Well, conventional or using the conventional strategy for, for uh, building a brand like that is, is great. Um, requires a lot of time, a lot of money, uh, a lot of differentiation, uh, and some luck. But uh, there's another real good, strong brand type name on the internet, and that's using generic names. Those are names that say exactly what it is that the business that you're in is. And, and killing the category so that it, it locks everyone out. For example, if you're in the business of affiliate conventions and you had a domain name such as Affiliate Convention, I think you pretty much killed a category in terms of affiliate conventions. That's a good name. for, And it doesn't always have to be a single word. It can be a two- or three-word combination, but it nails it. It says what it is that you're doing. And there are some words that are way up in the food chain in terms of value that just absolutely is the best possible name you know, in the market. Um, and so these names are highly sought after, and these are the names, like toys.com, that are highly sought after, and people will pay seven figures for it. Um, one of the, the strategies for some companies, and you find even now, Fortune 500 companies are buying domain names not for the purpose of building a website, not for the purpose of, of doing anything with it other than just taking that damn name off the market so the competitors can't. And it's, it's blocking a competitor from using a real good name because they consider it a threat. They consider it to be something that you want to pay attention to. 
and, and they'll, they'll get these names and they'll block their competitors out. So there's a lot of people who use domain names for defis- defensive posturing as well. Um, here's some, some examples of some category killer names. Toddler Toys, which is uh, Fisher Price. Okay, Fisher Price is a company. They registered the name ToddlerToys.com. And uh, what Toddler Toys did is, is pretty interesting. Besides selling kids' toys uh, on there, aimed towards the toddlers, of course, they've also turned it into a community service site. And it makes it nice and sticky, and a lot of people come there because they have all kinds of good information, helpful information for moms, for pregnant women, even for grandparents about little kids and, and, and what their role is and, and how to raise the kids. And so it, it's a, a very popular site, and it's been very, very successful. Uh, in the same vein, Toys.com was bought this year uh, by Toys R Us. Uh, CreamCheese.com, uh, which is uh, for Philadelphia uh, cream cheese, um, it, it has information about cheese, and it redirects, of course, to the, the craft uh, food uh, site. Underwear.com from Calvin Klein. Uh, and, and another interesting one, you see Microsoft on here, too. Microsoft with a misspelling, Okay. And this is another thing they do for companies will protect their brands also is they'll register the misspellings. Yes, sir. It is, um, it's pretty easy to estimate it. One, you can do it in quantity or you can do it in value. Um, if you do it in quantity, there's a lot more um, .com names registered uh, worldwide than, than any other. Uh, as I, the, the figure I used in the beginning, I think of that, I think somewhere in the tune of around 80 million of that is .com. Uh, which is, is substantial. And in terms of value, if you look in uh, aftermarket sales, and there's a number of public, uh, publicly listed sites, uh, um, dnjournal.com, list uh, aftermarket sales going back several years. There's another site that's real, real cool. It's called dnprice.com. And, and you can put in a keyword, and it will show you every domain name that it has record of that sold that had that uh, keyword in it and their different extensions. And just look at the relationship of same keyword in the front with a .com extension versus the other one. And it's about over a .net, it's probably tenfold uh, in terms of value you know, on the market. And .net's probably second to, to .com. Uh, but there's a, there's a lot of names, though, that are growing. This has been the year for, for country codes that uh, um, Melissa had talked about. Country codes are growing worldwide, too, in terms of popularity. And there's been some... You know, record deals for .de names and, and .couk names this year as well. Um, improving SEO and SEM. If if all if between two websites, if everything else, everything on the site was the same, and I'm not an SEO expert, I know someone at the other end of the table would would you know school me on some of my stuff, but I think he would agree. If all things were equal, uh, Google is if if the keyword is within the domain name. The one who has the best domain name is going to get the traffic. It's going to be placed higher in the search engines. An example would be uh, tropicalbirds.com. And tropicalbirds.com is, is a fairly new site. It's been on, online for less than a year. And it is, um, it, it's, it's not a miraculous site in terms of SEO, and a lot of work is done on it, but it's got a really good name. And if you were to search on tropical birds, uh, it's going to come up higher in, in Google than Honolulu Zoo and several, several aviaries and, and hundreds of bird, uh, bird and pet stores that have been on for a lot longer and have been probably trying a lot harder to get good search into position. So if the keyword is within the, within the domain name itself, the keywords that, that people type in, that, they, that they're searching for, the ones that have that, that high velocity 
to it. If it's within the domain name, that domain name is going to be getting a good share of traffic. If it has a website, and it probably will get a good bit of traffic. Also, there is a relationship between those good search terms and, and direct navigation. There's a relationship within that. Can't give you the exact number because it really does vary. But um, direct navigation, there is a relationship between search term frequency. And I don't know if you can see this from the back, but here's uh, this tropical bird site on Google. It's taken uh, a couple weeks ago when I put the presentation together, and it was number one in the uh, search engines uh, just because it included it in the keywords. Another example, there's a, uh, a TLD you may not have heard of called Dot .travel. Um, and Dot .travel was exclusive to the travel industry initially. But they've loosened, the registry's loosened up, so basically anyone that's ever traveled on an airplane now qualifies as being in the travel industry. And so you can all register this domain name. But one of the cool things about it is if uh, people search um, on Google, on Yahoo, say if they're going to go to Costa Rica, and they you know, uh, travel Costa Rica, if they use travel within the word, uh, within the search term, those dot .travel names that have websites on them that are indexed by the search engine are, are going to get high placement because it contains the word right within the domain name itself. So it doesn't matter really on, on a lot of these new extensions because part of this is talking about these new TLDs that are coming out. If, if those TLDs have good keywords in them, good search keywords, they're going to have some advantages in the search engines. They're going to get some favorable position because it contains that word within the, within the domain name itself. So it is an important consideration. Choose your keywords uh, wisely. Um, I'm going to skip that slide. Uh, some other things, um, uh, you know, registering a new domain name. You, you ask about free, or .coms. .coms, a lot of them are registered. There's not a lot of, um, most people would, would argue there's not a lot of real good domain names left for .com. You know, but they keep seem to be registering a lot of new ones every day. So, and, and sometimes these uh, go up in value pretty quickly. But uh, given that there's so many unregistered, it's probably the best ones are taken. But there's a lot of good ones that are available with other extensions. And once they're indexed by the search engine, the 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 .dot com TLD has no particular advantage over a .dot net or .dot info or anything else. It has no advantage. So those uh, they're all good names as far as you know being in the search engines. One of the things that, that uh, is good to look at in terms of uh, buying, registering a new name versus buying a name that's already on the market, all from the aftermarket, some, some components of uh, Google's um, algorithm for ranking sites is it relates to a domain name. And it, is, it is in writing, but they don't say what the percentage is, is age of the domain name um, and when it was registered, you know, how long it was registered and how many years it has left on its expiration. So there's some component of a domain name that's available in a Whois lookup that uh, in Google's algorithm actually says those things uh, are, are they're part of the algorithm. But they, again, they don't say how much they, they weight them. But some of the things that you do want to look at is a name that's been uh, online or has been registered, been out there for a while, uh, could have backlinks. It could have been indexed by the search engine. So if you acquire it, you may get some immediate gain from the domain name. Uh, from from those those legacy links that, that come in uh, until you can get it all right and get it the way that you want it to from an, from an SEO standpoint. Yes, there's a, a, a few services. One's up here, Snap Names, uh, competitor of SnapNames.com. Uh, another one is Pool.com. Um, those are a couple of them that are uh, have expiring domain names. And, uh, and also you can go there and Sidu is another one where they're not expiring names, but they're names that are for sale. 
Um, and they do provide, uh, usually they provide uh, a link that you can check the Whois information and see what the age is of the domain name. And, and they make it nice and convenient for you. Okay? But some things, though, that people look at when they're acquiring domain names is they, they do want to, to know what page rank was, and more importantly, I think, uh, you know, backlinks, how many backlinks it comes in. And, uh, you know, redirected, those can provide some gain to however you, if you're not using the domain name to build out a brand, build out a website, using it to redirect traffic, there can be some, advan or some advantage to that. Um, those <clears throat> choosing the keywords is real important. Um, as, as you know from, you know, SEO guys know, uh, keywords is extremely important and, and it's uh, also very important in, in the domain name because, again, uh, just a, you know, the inclusion of, of a few different uh, letters and, the, and just the order of the words can make a big difference in terms of how much traffic uh, that name will get. Uh, direct navigation. As I said, not everybody is wired to use a search engine um, the way that other people do. And in fact, uh, I've heard a lot of people that are pretty new to the internet that were uh, uh, laggards in, in coming on. They go to a, a search engine and, and get 14 million responses, and it's uh, and, and it's a bit intimidating. It's a bit overwhelming for them to see so many responses coming back. And, and a lot of these people instead will, will take a swag at, at what the domain name is by typing it into uh, the top, the location bar. And uh, more than 70% of Internet users type in keywords directly. Now, maybe they're doing it because they're, they're you know, wired to think this way. Maybe because they heard a commercial on the radio or on the television and they're trying to recollect it. Uh, whatever it is, 70% of people type it in directly as opposed to using a, a search engine. Uh, some studies, an uh, 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 organization put together a study a couple years ago called Website uh, Story. And they, were, they did some comparative testing of, uh, of search traffic. Uh, and how it converted versus direct navigation traffic. And they actually found that at 4% conversion, that direct navigation traffic actually converted at twice the rate of uh, regular search traffic. So again, finding domain names that uh, has a history, names that are already registered, and maybe they were on a, a PPC service like uh, Melissa was talking about. If they are, then there's going to be a history of how much direct navigation traffic that name had. And, and you can see what your, your site's going to be getting from day one as soon as you acquire the domain name. But uh, conversion, it has a uh, twice as likely to convert if someone types in the domain name as opposed to searching on the search engine because they know specifically what it is that they're looking for. Um, advertisers such as Garden State Life Insurance or increasement placement ads on, on park sites, uh, sites that involve domains that surround the business that they're in, and they're getting better conversions all from those advertisements than they were all from conventional search. Here's some examples also for redirects, Barnes & Noble, Com, big name, uh, register the name name books.com, and they're using it to redirect to their main site. JCPenney, uh, register gift.com, and they redirect it to their main site. Uh, K-Swiss, register the generic name tennisshoes.com. Again, these are, these are great category killers, top-of-the-line type of uh, keywords, and they're, red, and, and they're using them to redirect. Uh, there are some examples of vertical por uh, portals. Johnson & Johnson registered baby.com. And if you've ever been to the site, it's a great site. Again, it's a community service type of portal, all kinds of lovely information about being a parent, raising a child, taking care of the child. And all the time, there's all these little soft little links all over about Johnson & Johnson products and, and baby products and stuff. It's, it's masterfully done. Asthma.com, uh, registered by GlaxoSmithKline. And NoFleas.com for, for Barrett. And I didn't realize they were in the flea business, but uh, apparently they are. Um, there's companies that uh, 
will re, redo their brand uh, because they're they're pr- primarily competing these days online. And when you're you're online, you want to uh, you want to capture as much traffic as possible using this new media. And so a lot of companies are actually rebranding themselves uh, so they have a better play, you know, on the internet. This stage right now, how much time do we have left, there? I don't see the clock. Okay. So why don't we, um, Melissa and I both take questions, any questions that you may have regarding domain names, the new TLDs that are coming out, um, or anything that you might have heard or didn't hear in this presentation. What are the requirements for uh, when you register a domain name to actually use it for some kind of use, for-profit use, or can you just register and let it sit? Uh, you, you mentioned that you knew people that have 100,000 or yeah. more domain names. And my, my, my immediate response was, I wonder which domain names were, getting, uh, were being used in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, and my question is, whether if you register a domain name, you have to use it in some form and you have to give it any commercial okay. or business purpose or anything like that. All right. You, you, if you register a domain name, domain name, do you have to use it? Uh, no. There's lots of people that register domain names for the intent of developing them, developing them in the future. Uh, some register them for defensive purposes. Uh, corporations are beginning to do that. Taking names off the market, not because they're planning on using them. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but they're really trying to keep you from using it. And they, they want to take that name off. Um, there are, so you don't have to use a name if it's out there in there. There's a few domains that have some requirements that if you do launch a website, they got some stipulation maybe on the kind of content that it has to be uh, or how that site is built. Uh, if you get a .mobi name, that's targeted towards mobile communications, handheld devices, and every name has to be mo- mobile compliant um, so that you don't get a bad browser experience if you use that, that TLD. And that's a requirement of the registry, and you can lose your domain name if, you're not, if you don't stay in compliance. But generally speaking, you do not have to uh, use the domain names that you registered in the back. So. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, one thing you do have to consider, like Victor was saying, a lot of it has to do with the extension. So a .gov or you know a .music, they're going to have different requirements than a .com or a .net. But one thing you do have to consider is if you aren't doing anything with it, and especially if you're parking it, even if it's completely generic terms, you may end up seeing a lawsuit against you for somebody trying to take that domain. So there are some ramifications if you don't build it out that you have to consider. What is the future of international domain names? Of international domain names? Yes, IBM. <clears throat> well, country codes are, um, are, are used throughout the world, actually. And um, .com is an international domain name. You find it anywhere that you go in the world. But... Uh, country codes, which are two-character uh, codes, they're, they're regulated a little bit differently. They're not directly through ICANN, uh, through a different organization. Um, and it's run by country managers as opposed to registries. So they have some, they got some, some stuff that makes it kind of like scary because they, countries change. Um, .tv is uh, from the island of Tavalia, island nation of Tavalia, and it's sinking in the ocean. And what happens to the people that register the .tv names if Tavalia were to with global warming if the oceans cover, cover the nation? Um, they, they supposedly have guaranteed that the name will go on even if the country doesn't. Um, but it, it's, I got concerns about country codes because of you know, coups and all this other stuff. So I would say 
you stick with the, the main uh, country codes, the, the larger countries, the more stable countries, and, and they're probably pretty stable investment uh, names. Um, they're, they're really, really popular. You travel over in Europe and, and you look at the billboards and the cabs and the buses and you see, uh, you see your share of comms, orgs, and nets, but you see a lot of the COUKs or the .DEs and the .FRs. Some countries are more nationalistic than others. But they're very good if you're trying to reach those, those communities. Uh, it's very good to have their country code registered and, and, and trying to you know, sell to them using their own country code because there is some, there is some nationalistic loyalty that you, you can appeal to in, in the process. Oh, you're talking about IDNs? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, something we didn't talk about is a specific type of uh, domain name called IDNs. And, and those are where you have unique languages like Chinese, for example, or Arabic. Um, just having, uh, like Chinese, you have the .cn name. But that if your, your website's in English and, and you're trying to reach the, uh, um, and you have an English domain name, you, the Chinese person may not be keen on using that. So IDNs actually is a special type of domain name that will appear on the browser uh, as in, in their own native language. And so they're registered and they got these special codes called puny codes. Those things are, um, are growing in popularity, but um, again, they're, um, they're very confusing on the aftermarket because sometimes you, you look at the name and it looks, like, um, it, it looks like one thing, but those characters are not English characters or something else. And, and you're, instead of two O's, you got some character from another language. And, and it can be kind of confusing. So they're confusing on the aftermarket. People are registering them. But if you're going to be registering IDNs to target those countries, you, should, you, you need to have a whole build-out for the content to also be in that language, too, in order for it to make sense. Uh, my question is about international country codes, I guess, as a follow-up. Uh, how do large domainers in your organization handle the requirements they place on registering foreign domains and requiring them to have a local presence, a local corporation, a local address? I mean, how do you get around that when registering those domains? Well, a lot of the countries, are, there's, there's proxy services that are available, and many of them will uh, uh, speak to a domain attorney, and uh, the bigger domainers will have uh, domain attorneys that they work with that will set up proxy uh, locations you know, for them. Uh, maybe it's a, a legal office in that country, and, and you set up a type of uh, a presence that meets the conditions of the TLD and, and get around it that way. And there's other people that uh, this is, is um, little as going to a mailbox, et cetera, and getting a mailbox, et cetera, in that country, so you have an address, you know. And then there's those that are using relatives as their, uh, their address. So lots of different ways. But the, the best way is to speak to an attorney. You do have to be very careful with that because even if you use a proxy service, if it, it is a country code one and they decide that they don't like how you're using it, it can easily be taken from you. And right. so that's some, that is part of the risk I was mentioning that you have to consider. All right, folks, well, you got to listen to a great show tonight uh, where we played back the affiliate convention uh, presentation on domain names. Uh, hopefully you, uh, you took away something that uh, you learned new on, on the, while listening to the presentation. I uh, want to give uh, kudos to Melissa on a great job that she did on the panel along with myself. Uh, next week we're going to be uh, talking about uh, the ICANN meeting uh, that was down in Australia. So we'll be uh, bringing you up to date on some of the takeaways from the ICANN meeting. So do want you to come back to Domain Masters, where, again, you learn to be the master of your domain. This is Victor Pitts with Domain Masters, listening to it on webmasterradio.fm. Have a good night, folks. <laughs>